Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing? I heard that. Good. I'm glad everybody's in a good mood today. We got a great show. Interesting show tonight. Good guest. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. And I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 members strong, which means no matter where you are in California, my hat is crooked. Look at that. It's always crooked. Maybe my head's crooked. Anyway, uh, uh, no matter where you are in California, we can always get to you and find you. We'll find you. Even if it takes a couple hours, we will find. We will get to you. Also, if you do think you have a paranormal issue uh, and you live in the state of Hawaii, Nevada, uh, my mind's like jello tonight. Hawaii, Nevada, Washington, or Oregon, there we go. Uh, we also have people available in those areas as well. Anyhow, if you're watching from Facebook tonight and you like what you see, Please feel free to hit that like and follow button because we're looking for followers. We're looking to build ourselves up just like with YouTube. Same issue. If you like what you see, you know, while we're on the air, be sure to leave a comment and uh, hit that like button and subscribe. There's a little ghost in the bottom right hand corner that you can click on that'll subscribe you right away and all that good stuff. You can also find me on Instagram under ghosty gal, all lowercase. And uh, you can follow me over there as well because I have some, excuse me. Cool stuff that I'm posting over there. Uh, we also have a TikTok, which is all just California haunts, all one word, all lowercase. Check out our check out our TikTok. I've got some interesting things over there that I don't do over here. I don't do on Facebook and all that. So you should check that out as well. Anyway, tonight's guest, Pastor Paul Begley. Uh, I used to watch him late at night because you know I was up late. Always, I've always been a night owl, and I had Direct TV for a long time, and they would replay these these shows and i would happen to come across his show uh, late in the evening and so i remember watching him and when i heard him on another show i just had to get him on here because he has some very very interesting things to say about what's going on currently and what's going to happen in the future and it's all based on bible prophecy so let me bring him in and uh, we can go from there good evening good evening charlotte how are you Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great this evening. <laughs> I'm honored to have you, sir. It's great to be here. It really is. Tell me about you. Tell me about me. Well, you know, I'm, uh, see, I grew up in a small, small town, North Judson, Indiana, in the cornfields of Indiana. <clears throat> Married my high school sweetheart. Played high school basketball in Indiana, which was always awesome when you if you've seen the movie Hoosiers, you would know it's, for instance, I, I grew up in a town of 1500 people, but the gym was, would seat 3,500 and would be packed for the games. So that was in the, that was the era of that time. Um, ministry almost uh, 40 years, 38 years. And, uh, been on YouTube, started doing internet broadcasting, uh, 13 years ago, mm -hmm. uh, and been doing television for about the last seven years. So, uh, and I've pastored and evangelized and uh, traveled 
all over the world, really. So, yeah, I've had a fun, unique life. Three, I've got three sons and uh, seven grandchildren. So, uh, I'm pretty blessed, pretty happy. Absolutely, absolutely. And your father's a pastor, right? My father's a pastor. He's been preaching 50 some years. Uh, and actually, he and my mother now live with me. Uh, they've both, my dad's 86 and sure. my mom's 79, but has Parkinson's. So, they they live with us now, but my dad still preaches on Sunday mornings. Okay, at his church. He's still <laughs> well, so. I admire you because I took care of both of my parents. Yes. Tell their dads, you know, it's, it's, you know what? And people don't realize this, and I, sometimes I get irritated with people for dumping them off at homes, you know, because my mom and dad gave me everything. Right. They took care of me, and so when they got old, it was my turn to take care of them, and that's how I feel yep. about it. That's exactly right. And, you know, the Bible tells us that if we honor our mother and father, we will have long life on the earth. See? So that's just an extra benefit there. That. That's it. That is. So tell me about, um, you know, I was looking at your website and, you know, you, you talk about the coming apocalypse. Is there stuff going on now that's kind of leading into that? A ton of things. Okay. Um, we, we call it in prophecy, we call it birthing pains of the end of the age, okay, the beginning of a new age, which would be mm -hmm. the return of Christ. And uh, But in this process, be, before the second coming, uh, there would be all kinds of apocalyptic events on the earth, in the heavens. Um, you know, like, for instance, there would be signs, it says, in the sun, the moon, the stars, and the stress of nations with perplexity. The sea and the waves would be roaring. OK, uh, well, we see that we see apocalyptic weather, um, earthquakes, uh, volcanic eruptions, massive typhoons and, and uh, monsoon rains and cyclones and hurricanes and tornadoes and all these uh, flooding. We've seen tons of flooding with these rain bombs yet with running. It's flooding in one area and dry droughts like in the west coast and the wildfires in california for like the last 10 years you know you're out there in california you know uh it's been crazy and you have the colorado river running dry we have the mississippi right now running dry we okay. have the euphrates river and the bible says when it's running dry you know you're in the end days and right now it's the lowest it's ever been so there's a lot of apocalyptic signs wars rumors of wars some of those things so really if someone and when I get asked this sometimes, so you know, where are we? It's like there's no one thing you could say. Well, because of that, we're, mm -hmm. we're here's how close we are. There's like 50 things I could do that with that are all supposed to happen in the end days. If all mm -hmm. 50 are happening, that should be some solid proof uh, that we are we've entered into what we call the last days, which could be what. 50 years, 50 uh -huh. months, 50 weeks, 50 days, 50 minutes. I can't answer the question, uh -huh. but you know, you know, you're in the, um, you're in a team picture. Okay. Cause we just had that earthquake today in San Jose out here. Yeah, yeah you did. And yeah. again, there hasn't been an earthquake that hard. Are you in the, the California Bay? Are you in the Bay area? No, thankfully, no. but I could feel it here. I could, oh, I, I could feel it, feel it all okay. over here. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, here it is. That was the strongest earthquake they've had uh, in the Bay Area probably in the last 20 years or so. Very powerful, 5.1. There were several aftershocks. And, you know, we have these volcanoes. Right now we have the largest volcano in the world, which is in Hawaii, 
that is rumbling and it hasn't erupted in 38 years. And the reason that's significant is it, it has averaged every five years. So mm. all of a sudden it goes 38 years. So here's the, here's the ticking time bombs. San Andrea fault line hasn't erupted in 80 some years, way overdue. Mm -hmm. Um, the this volcano in Hawaii, the mm -hmm. uh, uh, what's called the Cascadia subduction zone up there around Seattle and up in that, that area. Last massive uh, earthquake was 1700. Okay, it's 300 years overdue. The New Madrid fault line, the last mm -hmm. big quake was 1812, so it's been 210 years. Yellowstone uh, National Park, that underground volcano. Um, there's ticking time bombs everywhere around the world mm -hmm. that uh, all of which could cause catastrophic events of, on a bib biblical scale. And then we've got the heavens. OK, the sun mm -hmm. is so volatile right now. It's got solar flares flying off of it, CMEs and plasma storms. We got all this pressure hitting the earth, uh, you know, putting pressure on our electrical grid. Um which also could cause it also just by the sun being volatile causes earthquakes and volcanoes also. So you have meteorites and asteroids out outrageous amounts of them going by the earth. We're going to get hit. So if you look at from the heavens, the earth and how humanity treats itself, mm -hmm. it says, you know, how we, we said that, you know, man, well, because iniquity bound, the love of many a wax cold, you know, there'll be five in the house, three against two, two against three, you know, wars, rumors of wars, all these things. So if just if you just take a step back and look at all of the indicators, they all say we're living in these uh, in these end times, whatever that period of time is. Mm -hmm. you know, God's got God's no hurry. We have our little short lifespan, 70, 80 years, but God is right. no hurry. But he told us these are the things to watch for. When you get toward the end, and we certainly have them all in play now, big time, including um, sickness. I mean, you know, you know, like these viruses that are going around, or these exactly. alleged viruses that are going around. Exactly, pestilence, diseases, plagues, pandemics. These are all again signs of the end time. And you know, we we went through the COVID thing, but also, you know, we've had major problems with Ebola about mm -hmm. four or five years ago there, and uh, and uh, we're we're dealing with other uh viruses that are breaking out we're having um bubonic, bubonic plague coming back where polio is trying to resurface um you know it's just like when you think you got them all beat then here they all start coming again so mm -hmm. it's a very interesting time but it's not a time it's not doom and gloom i, I just want i want to say that it's not doom and gloom mm -hmm. Because it's 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 just indicators that we're coming to the end of the age, but mm -hmm. we're not to have the spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. We just we just we're just blessed to be at this happen to be alive at this stage of humanity. I consider mm -hmm. it a blessing, really, to be a part of this phase. So absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So now that we're in the beginnings of all this. Where is it going to, or, you know, how is it going to go? I mean, obviously the apocalypse is coming. Mm -hmm. I've, I've read revelations. I can tell you as a young person, and I, I read revelations when I was like 15. Okay. It gave me nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, nightmares. I, 
Yeah, I'm writing a book right now called um, Revelation 9-11. Okay. It's going to be coming out. So I've all, I don't know, I got three publishers and we're, we're negotiating. With, I don't know which one's going to publish. But the book primarily is talks about, if you read the Bible, the book of Revelation, chapter 9, verse 11, it says Apollyon comes out of the bottomless pit. He's the king of the bottomless pit. And he releases all these demons that look like scorpions. And mm -hmm. then he turns to the river Euphrates and he lets the four fallen devils or fallen angels loose that cause a world war three creates, it kills a third of the world. So I was reading this one day and the Lord spoke to me and said, write a book. This is about to happen. So I mm -hmm. started on the book. It was last year, way before Vladimir Putin decided to invade Ukraine. And, and now we have all this talk every day about Armageddon between the president and, and the world leaders. And so I'm hoping that doesn't happen. But mm -hmm. to be honest with you, because I was so impressed to write this book and such an urgency to get it out, I really am concerned that that may be the next big milestone that hits the earth is, mm -hmm. you know, a, a, a nuclear detonation or two. And uh, and that that's a game changer. You know, since 1945, when we dropped the uh, two atom bombs on Japan, the world has lived in fear. Let's never, let's not ever go there again. Right. Okay? But cooler heads have, cooler heads have prevailed up until now. Now we've got two world leaders threatening every other day using mm -hmm. the term Armageddon as if it's, it's just, it's going to, you know, you almost mm -hmm. think that it's going to, it could happen tonight. We could hear, mm -hmm. we could wake up in the morning and hear that two cities have been annihilated by thermal nuclear blast and that, right. You know, and it wouldn't shock me. I would say, here we go. It's on. You know, it's on. Apollyon has been released. Here we go. And when he comes loose, he turns everything loose upside down. Um, think about this. He's been bound all this time waiting to be released. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that that give you nightmares. That would give anybody nightmares. <laughs> and then I always say to myself, to the Lord, um, why do you – at after a while, why do you grab the devil and put him in and, and lock him up in prison for a thousand years? Then you let him out for a little season. I'm like, why? Why let the guy out? You've already got him. Let's 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 put it into it. But uh, so, yeah, Revelation, if you look at it from a natural standpoint, uh, that your whole existence just depends on living on this planet alone, then it can be dreadful. It can be a little scary. I know that. But if you put it in a big, big picture and say, well, this isn't this isn't the final stage of our existence. We, there is life after death. There is definitely life after death. Mm -hmm. So let's not let's not, you know, go quietly into the night here. Let's let's realize that, you know, we're a living soul. We will live on and uh, let's recognize it take advantage let's do good while the time we're on the earth right now and prepare for the next world to come do you think that the antichrist is already here i do i've been asked that before and yes i believe he's alive i don't i i really believe he's alive i believe that uh, he may not even know he's going to be the antichrist uh i have a feeling that the 
Antichrist, there's several candidates that are uh -huh. being groomed that could all be wor the world leader um, who then will get encompassed, will get possessed, if you will, with Lucifer himself. He's mm -hmm. called the son of perdition in uh, in the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. The mm -hmm. only other person ever, ever was called the son of perdition or the son of hell was Judas Iscariot. And he betrayed Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then the, the, only, the only one other next one will be, will be the one, uh, the Antichrist or the beast himself. And the, when Jesus chose uh, Judas to be a disciple, Judas followed along and did everything was the same with everybody. But on the day of the Last Supper, Jesus said to Judas, who had already been talking to the priest, uh, had already been cutting a deal. He said, Jesus said, the one that dips his hand in the sop when I do, that's the one. And Jesus was putting his hand in the sop, and so was Judas. And Jesus said to him, what, you're, what you are going to do, go do it now. And it says in the scripture, and Satan entered into him. Wow. Right then. Satan, he, he, in other words, he got possessed, became the son of perdition, and was able to betray Christ with a kiss. I believe that the Antichrist is just in a very similar fashion, is being groomed and is being selected and going to be chosen. And at some point, Satan enters into him and he becomes that end time, if you will, the, the, the betrayer of Christ one more. The Antichrist would be certainly a betrayer of Christ. So I believe he's alive. I do. I think he's probably in his 30s right now. Okay. Um, and if I live long enough, I, I may be around to see this thing. Um, so, yeah, I do believe he's alive. When we talk about that, we, you know, we talk about him being grieved. I think of those Omen movies, you know, when Damien was born. Yeah. And Damien, yeah. I felt you feel sorry for Damien in a lot of ways because he has no clue what his destiny is. Right. And, and in some ways, you're right. Yeah. 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 And I think that there's that that movie, the concept of that movie has some similarities. <laughs> to how the Antichrist is being chosen, um, groomed. Um, and, you know, if you study the, uh, the Bible talks about this beast kingdom, okay? It's, uh, it's a one-world government. It's, it's, it's a global conglomerate of mm -hmm. uh, nations. And it has a leader and a false prophet with him. So there's a spiritual aspect uh, who helps convince people that, we need to let go of all of our religions and just embrace the religion of the, of the beast kingdom. Okay. Whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. And, um, he, if you read the playbook of the Illuminati, the new world order of the Illuminati, they wanted the, the Illuminati said they wanted to create a one world government and, and split or divide the, the world into 10 sections. Okay. 10 sectors. Well, in the book of Revelation, it says that this beast will have 10 kings who report to the Antichrist, which is, it's like reading the Illuminati playbook when you read the book of Revelation. Um, so I had a dream not long ago, it was about three years ago, I had a dream that I saw these people all in this ballroom. There might have been four or 500 people there. And I was up in a balcony and I was looking from behind them and I seen a man was probably, you know, he was, um, had dark hair, 
he was white mm -hmm. he uh he was thin and he was he was kind of in the back of the room but he was working his way through the crowd trying to get to the front as he went i couldn't see his face i could just see i could see uh, his silhouette well, i could see him he was wearing a, mm -hmm. wearing a blue blazer and he was working his way and as he went, he would turn periodically and, and see someone and make eye contact and point to him like, I see you. Okay. I see you. And he did this several times till he got to the very front. And then I realized who he was. This must be him. This is the Antichrist. And I woke up from the dream. Of course, I didn't know who, you know, I don't know who this man is. Although I've had my eyes open. I've been watching and there's two or three guys on the world scene that look a lot like this guy okay from behind same statue same height so I, I i keep a close eye on them okay one's a president one was a major um um uh, advisor to a president mm -hmm. um uh there's another guy that uh is a very wealthy uh, billionaire um uh, so there's three guys i'm watching close doesn't mean there are any of the three, but mm -hmm. I do think that the, the Damien, if you look at from the movie, right, he was born to be the Antichrist. I mm -hmm. think that really the Antichrist is just like Judas. I think he's really born for that destiny. Now, what mm -hmm. God does with them after he's they're, they're done, I don't know. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say, but I'm not sure, but. Uh, Definitely, there's a destined, an individual who's destined to fill this role. Doesn't that keep a balance, though? Like, you know, earth-wise, remember, remember growing up, your mother said, well, you got an angel on one shoulder and the devil's on the other shoulder. Yeah. Doesn't that, I mean, if there's no balance in the world between good and evil, then. Yeah, there has to be a balance. You're exactly right. Everything God made, he made so it would have a balance. A yin and a yang, basically, you know, good and evil, light and darkness. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and there's, um, you know, the disciples were chosen. John the Baptist was born to be the forerunner of Christ. I mean, he had no, uh, this was his destiny. There was no question. He was, he was born for that purpose. Much like Judas was apparently born for his purpose. Mm -hmm. um, if you're God, if you are God, and you can do what you want to do, then you can you can make people to do what you can select people who you want to fill the roles. Right. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's uh, quite interesting. Uh, it's like a huge chess game being played out on the world states stage we get choices the only good thing i like about what god has done is he allows us to have choices he lets us choose which path we want to take he doesn't mm -hmm. force us we get to choose so that way we can't blame anyone else mm -hmm. whether things work out or don't we know we had a choice mm -hmm. and uh, that that proves the his sovereignty but he allows satan to have power to kind of counter his power right Mm -hmm. right and we have good and evil we have light and darkness we have you know um all these different counterbalances uh even the entire solar system is you know we've got a twin star we have to have one or the whole universe would just float away you know something keeps everything whether it's jupiter or maybe there's planet x out there a, a, a star right, right, right. but there there has to be a balance so 
God uh, uh, created everything to be a balance and um, put it all in motion. He's in no hurry and he lets us determine our own destiny. Mm-hmm. So why, you know, why let that balance kind of shift to the Antichrist then? If, if, if the, the, yeah, is, it mean, not working well? is it not working well right now, you know, because of the stuff that's going on, you well, know, with people? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he, God could easily have just said, we're not going to have this. I'm just going to make all, all of my people on the earth, Adam and Eve. And I won't even put a tree of knowledge of good and evil out there. I'll just give the tree of life and, and they're going to live happy forever. But God already had had a confrontation with Lucifer in heaven before he ever made man. They uh, Lucifer mm-hmm. wanted to be like God. He wanted, he wanted to really... He, uh, he did an uprising, had to be mm-hmm. cast out. So then God does his great experiment that he wanted to do. He created all this. And then Satan immediately goes, says, okay, so I couldn't take you up there, but I'll destroy what you got down going on here. And God says, okay, you want to play that game? We'll play that game. Uh, but I, I promise you there'll be, there will be people of my creation who will follow me and not you. Mm-hmm. Yes, there'll be some that will follow you. I'll, I'll give you that. But there's some that will not. So let's get it on. You want to get on with it? Let's get on with it. So that's basically, and man fell in the garden and, and we finally needed a, a savior. You know, Christ comes and redeems us from our sins and we can choose to go that path or we can choose not to. Again, God's not going to force us to do what we, he's going to let us make the decision and he don't beat us up if we, you know, if we're, if we're stumbling along. You know, he's like, okay, you're still my son. You're still my daughter. I love you. I want to, I'm going to try to show you. I'm going to pick you back up. I'm going to give you chance after chance. I'm going to really get, look, I want you to make it, you know, you're just, and I always say that to people, you, you can't just, you won't, if you try, you will succeed. If you Mm -hmm. just try to miss heaven, you would have to absolutely rebelliously hang a left turn, go down a dark road and just willingly fall off the cliff. It's sort of like this. If you were driving down a highway right now on I-5, let's say in California, and there was mm-hmm. this, there was a bridge up there ahead and there was road and there was these detour signs saying detour, de- bridge out, bridge out, 10 miles. You just kept going past the orange barrels and, you know, three miles, bridge out. Finally, you go past it all and he, there's this, there's this final sign, there's big roadblocks and, stop and you just blast through it i mean that's about what you have to do mm-hmm. you would have to blow past every good person that reached out to you every good song you heard on the radio every prayer you ever had from your grandmother every you know you you'd have to blow past all the signs really mm-hmm. um so i think there's people got ample opportunities and i think god's pretty merciful with his grace Got a question in the chat room here. I'm going to put it up on screen. Don't get okay. mad, Jennifer. So you can see it. There we go. Okay. All right. But Judas and the Antichrist don't have choices. Good question. They didn't. They didn't. But they were, neither did John the Baptist and mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. So we had two and two. So we have this, uh, we have this scenario where God says, okay, I'm going to set up mine. You set up yours. It's going to play out on a world stage. Now, what God does with 
Jesus, Judas and what he, how he handles uh, the Antichrist and Judas. You know what? The Bible tells us that Lucifer gets cast into the lake of fire. And it even does tell us that the Antichrist goes there as well. I wonder why it is what it is. How come he set it up the way it is? But that's a great observation. It is the truth. They mm -hmm. didn't have choices. They were chosen for these assignments. What, why God wanted to do it that way? I can't answer that. That's that's really been a mystical question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Here's mystical. a question now. When you talk about Lucifer and the Antichrist, see, people right away think that the Antichrist is Lucifer. But it's not. Okay. Okay. No, but but Lucifer enters into he just like okay. Judas, he entered in. Okay. So his spirit enters in. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but no, they are actually individuals. And who knows the path of the Antichrist, how he got to where he gets? What mm -hmm. choices does he make? I honestly believe that there are several candidates and they are making the choices and getting right. themselves in position that could be the one that's chosen. So I don't think they just got drafted off. You know, I think there's a part of this is there. They kept going down the wrong path. Mm -hmm. pursuing the power pursuing just like i mean i've talked to entertainers okay um i've talked to people who've uh in the in entertainment industry music industry athletes uh and one guy told me he said look you know it came down to i wanted to get a record deal and it came down to i was good at what i do but man there was 50 people that was as good as i was who, mm -hmm. who's going to get the who's going to actually get chosen for a record deal one of the things i found out was i was introduced he said to um the occult i was introduced to the occult and when i was invited in and when i got in then they you know they they, they welcomed me into it they they, they baby stepped me through it but finally there come a day when it when you know it got real serious and they said look if you will just make this covenant with us and with with Satan, you will, your future will be incredible. He said, "I actually made a decision to choose it," and it, and then then he was signed, and then all of a sudden it exploded, and you know because but he was on the inside, but now he had to participate. He had to constantly be participating in these rituals that was damning his soul, and he knew it was. Um. And then finally he cried out to God and he, and he, and he said, look, I don't look, I've, I don't want to go this path. I, I, I don't want to be in this. Can I, can I be saved? Can I still have a chance? You know? Mm -hmm. And uh, according to him, the, he found that grace. He found that, but he, he did get out of that entire industry too. He said, I couldn't stay there. And mm -hmm. when they saw, I turned to Christ, they didn't want me. Okay. They didn't want me no more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so well that that was my next question. I mean, if if there's two or three or four people being groomed to be the antichrist and they don't get chosen, would would these people be able to cut to, to go back to God's side? Maybe think? I think okay. so. Yeah, I think so. Uh they might take a second or third tier role. They might take an associate role. I mean, I, I don't know. Again, every individual I believe. Uh, is going to get these choices. They keep you keep uh -huh. getting a chance to make, and God keeps giving you second chances. It's like He don't just, you know, He's not like us. We give up on people, you know? right? Somebody 
offend you enough, you say, look, I'm done with you. I'm done with you. Okay. Well, God kind of says, man, I don't like what you're doing to me. And that's, you know, you're going to, you're going to reap what you sow. But guess what? If you come, if you reach out to me again, I'm still going to love you. I'm going to give you another chance. God is the God of second and third chances. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it is kind of frightening in a lot of ways because people are want to move to a younger president. Yep. And if you if it's like you're saying that, and that's the other thing too, is it's always even with Nostradamus and those guys, they always say that World War Three is going to start and it's going to be some young ruler or some young president that 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 gets that gets everybody involved in this. And yep. it's it's kind of funny the way things are playing out now because people, you know, these the, the, the younger people do want a younger president coming into office. Yes. yes. And they probably will, and that probably will be who mm-hmm. they choose. And it's yeah. it's very possible. You notice our country, you know, we went from we go from older leaders to young ones. We, we had the John F. Kennedy, you know, mm-hmm. we've got, we had the Barack Obama, you know. So we go, we too, and uh, and other nations do the same thing. Um, so you're right, there will be a cry. We've got these two, we've got a lot of elderly, older, older leaders right now. Mm-hmm. Uh Things are a mess. Economy, all kinds of things are a mess. Mm-hmm. Globally, uh, hyperinflation. You know, the world hunger. There's, there's, there's a lot of things that are not working right, and the the people are going to get restless, and they are restless. They're going to get very frustrated, and they're going to rise up, and they're going to grab a new leader, and it will probably be a young, vibrant leader who has mm-hmm. different ideals, mm-hmm. and the world will embrace that. Mm-hmm. What do you got to lose? You know, you're going to, gonna, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, and so it, it would not shock me at all. I do think the Antichrist is in his early 30s, maybe about now. And that mm-hmm. probably could end up in power. Uh, I don't know. Anytime between the next year or two and, and maybe 10 years. I'm very easy. Could uh, We could be in this decade next 10 year decade of seeing that happen there's so many other things that are going on that are pointing to this being the end times so Mm -hmm. many unbelievable that wouldn't shock me it really wouldn't well i mean because yeah because because the stories are that this person the antichrist is going to be so charismatic that people are people will flock to him and follow him absolutely and they'll even build an image to him and he will solve insuperable problems he will mm-hmm. solve problems that no one thought could even be solved and uh he'll put new systems in he he will be brilliant and uh and he will for a period of time he will even bring peace mm-hmm. i kind of think he comes in after a, a war after a major war maybe after a world, a, a world war mm-hmm. he comes in to save the day no doubt about that um Maybe he brings an end to the war. He brings an end to poverty uh, or uh, to misery of the economy. You, you always ha- are going to have scales of, of very rich and very poor. That's always going to be. Right. It just, but right. he, he could he, he could bring peace and prosperity to the globe, um, and for a period of time, it, he's absolutely the savior of the world, the king mm-hmm. of the world. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I expect that to happen. And now, that makes him very attractive, very, very impressive. Right, uh, right, absolutely. Now, when 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 Jesus returns, how are we going to know? You know, here we've got this other guy that, uh, and that's the whole point of all this. I know is to be able to tell which one is which. 
you know, and the people are going to choose. But w- will there be sign? I mean, are, are we going to know, you know? Yeah, we're going to know when Christ returns because he's okay. going to make a triumphant return. He's going to come with thousands of the saints of, from heaven. He will come magnificently. And according to uh, the book of Zechariah, he stands on the Mount of Olives uh-huh. and he splits it in half with a huge earthquake. And he and he defeats the armies that have been attacking the city of Jerusalem. And he becomes the king of the world from Jerusalem. And that will be his headquarters. Um, and he will bring great healing to the land, put an end to a lot of the chaos and destroy, I'm sure, the Antichrist at that point. Uh-huh. So he will make a triumphant return, but not everybody's going to be ready to embrace him. Mm-hmm. Many are going to fall with the antichrist because they've already, they've already cast their lot with him, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there'll be a lot of people who, who will still have been in that Valley of decision. Who's still not sure what to do, still waiting. And they'll embrace, they'll embrace Christ. Absolutely. You know, I find this fascinating because, like I said in the beginning, there are signs right now, like, like you say, that we're in the beginnings of all this. Yes. And how long How long did the Bible forecast how long this was going to take or, or, or not? No, it doesn't. I mean, now, you know, you've probably heard of the seven-year tribulation period. Right, right. Now, that's a little different. That's a different period. That's when things, when really the Antichrist is in power. Okay. Then, then there's a seven-year period process where he r- rules the world for about three and a half years and then and then these two witnesses show up and they're preaching and they're telling everybody that christ is just about around the corner don't believe this guy jesus will be here any day now and they they send plagues on the earth and everybody tries to assassinate these guys and and there's this major uh issue that's a seven and it takes place uh, seven year period but before we get to the seven year period there's events that are happening right now that are pointing to setting this up. Lots of them. And they are all in play right now from the red heifers that just arrived in Jerusalem to the talk of rebuilding the third temple, to the talk of a peace agreement where they part the land and the Palestinians get their own state um, to an economic great reset, change the economy to new technology where the mark of the beast could be implemented all of that is on the table right now. It really is. So it's called the beginning of sorrows in okay. Matthew 24, verse 8. For these are the beginning of sorrows. And if you read the list of things that's happening at that period, they're happening right now. So I believe we're in the beginning of sorrows. Now, how long does that last before the seven-year tribulation? I don't know. Is it you know, five years? Is it 25 years? We don't get a timeline. We just get a sign line. So I always tell people there isn't a timeline. It's a sign line. Read the signs. God doesn't give us the timeline. He gives us the signs because they asked Jesus, what are the signs of your, your coming and the end of the world? And he just goes right down the list. Matthew 24, he just goes right down the list. Mm-hmm. And if you, in those, so I call it the sign lines. And they're definitely in play. So I think we're in the beginning of sorrows. And that is, that's closing in on the mark of the beast or the seven-year tribulation period with the Antichrist in charge. And what's going to make it really fast, this, what we're doing right now, this kind of thing right now, social media, it's going to, 
you know, it, it will spread like wildfire. And before You're, anybody I, knows it, it's so far ahead you can't stop it. You know, when it when it says in Revelation, there's these two witnesses mm -hmm. who are in the streets of Jerusalem, and they're and they're preaching and saying, "Don't believe this Antichrist guy. Mm -hmm. Don't believe this guy. The Messiah is coming." Um, because of social media, you know, when I when I was a kid, I read these, and I'd say it says they will get killed after a while. They get killed. Mm -hmm. And it says that their bodies lay in the streets of Jerusalem for three and a half days. And then the Lord raises them from the dead and, and they, and, and raptures those two in front of the whole world. The whole world sees it. We have to understand when I was a kid, we had three channels on black and white television. You had, okay. The, the thought of the whole world seeing something at the same time, wasn't really hardly conceivable today. Oh, Man, there'll be YouTube videos flying everywhere. There will be live streaming. Uh, everything that happens will be seen. So, yes, the whole world will see this. Now I can see that, you know. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, a lot of the things in Revelation, I can see why it would work that way. You know, because there's a scripture that says, um, men will run to and fro and knowledge will increase. Mm -hmm. Well, it's real simple. We're running to and fro right now on the Internet. Knowledge is increasing at exponential speed and then you mm -hmm. throw in ai technology it's unbelievable how we've increased mm -hmm. so yeah we're it's gonna be simple for this to now be seen everybody's got one of these in their hand what's that i see i got yeah. my green screen working okay you know so they're gonna be watching <laughs> I mean, instantaneously yeah i can i can just disappear there if i uh, <laughs> just make it go away yeah, <laughs> Mary, I'll give you an example. I was talking to a guy who, um, this, okay, I have the Apple, what is this? Do I have, what is the latest one? 13? 14. 14. 14. Okay. 14. All right, so I got an Apple 14, all right? I was talking to a man who was talking about the technology, how every time one of these Apple phones come out, and they just, they, the cameras on them are just unbelievable, and, and the technology and the speed. And, mm -hmm. and he said to me, Paul, he said, I know the, I personally know the guys at Apple. The I personally know the guys that are in the uh, um, research and development, the R&D departments that work at Apple. And he mm -hmm. said, I was joking around with them, and I said, so, guys, uh, so what's going to be, you know, 10 years from now, what's going to be the, what's Apple, what kind of phone, what will the phone look like? And these guys are, were, were there with him, and they said, we're not allowed to tell you that. I was just going to tell you this. We're already on iPhone 30. Wow. We're not going to break it out. We're going to break them out one at a time because each time the company makes billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. But he said, iPhone 30. He goes, yeah. And they said, well, what is iPhone 30? He goes, they said to him, well, put it this way. You don't have to carry it around with you, but it's always there. Okay. It's clear as glass. You don't have to carry it around with you, but it's always there. And whatever you're watching or whoever you're talking to, they just, they just, they stand up in front of you and you stand up in front of them virtually. Okay. So, and so, and it's got a lot more other features that we're not going to tell you anymore. Just know this. We're so far out there advanced than what the general public realizes. 
So the technologies, for instance, NASA or some of these uh, space agencies, they're, so, they're 50 years ahead of us. So we're a lot further down the road than we even realize mm -hmm. technologically. They can they can implement anything they want to implement whenever they want to. We got we got splicing and cloning and genetic mod, modification not only of food and 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 uh, plants and trees but humans. Uh, we're so far advanced than I would have never thought. Look, I grew up like I said, three channels, black and white television. I was in high school my senior year when the electric typewriter came out. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm 60 years old. And I lived in a day when there wasn't electric typewriters. The first calculators by Texas Instrument came out my, my freshman year. And it would have cost $250 back then to have one. Okay. Now you can get a calculator that can do anything and everything for what, a buck or two at the dollar store. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And so in my short lifetime, there's been this insane, you know, we, we hear of the industrial revolution. Well, right. the technical revolution is outrageously faster. So we are racing to the end of time. We oh. are literally a thousand miles an hour headed toward the end of days. If And so my show, The Coming Apocalypse, I'm not joking around. We are getting, we're getting very, very close. And so um, it's, it's fascinating. You just want to make sure, you know, I think everybody out there uh, just want you want to make sure you are where you should be with God and your fellow man. You really want to make sure that and you don't want to have any regrets. You don't want to have any baggage. You know, mm -hmm. you don't have to be perfect. To add to your technology story, yep. my father told me a story about going to Disneyland back in the 60s, okay, early 70s and AT&T. Yep. They went into the, the to the pavilion of tomorrow and they actually had a, a working version of Skype. Wow. Back then, wow. because he was yeah. able to talk. The big thing was is they were able to talk just like we're doing right now. Yeah, they were able to talk you know, from Disneyland to people at Walt Disney World. And see each other. Yeah, and see each other. Yeah. And that was and that in was the early 70s, early late 70s, 60s. yeah. That the, yeah. yeah, that ATT had that. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Again, yes. There's so much farther. So imagine how far they are advanced. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, absolutely. I think so, they'll be. I think actually, you know, in the, when you when you watch Star Trek, you know, the old Star Trek movies, beam me up, Scotty. I think we probably have that technology right now. I just got a feeling mm -hmm. we're already there. Uh, they're not ready to break that out and let us know mm -hmm. that yet. But I just got a feeling that they've already figured out how to transport humans in, in, by breaking down the molecular makeup of us and put us back. I really think we're already there. We just, they haven't revealed it. Yeah. They haven't, they haven't told us yet. So once this thing starts to roll, I mean, starting now, obviously what I'm not going to say what do we have to look forward to, but um, what other signs are, <laughs> you know what I mean? What yeah, other signs are there? <laughs> What else is going to fall apart and go bad, right? I'm just sort of saying, what do we look forward to that's going to fall apart? Well, you're going to see some serious changes in social norms. Meat will go away. Okay. We will not be allowed to eat meat. They're on, okay. We'll be eating modified food, synthetic food, 
um, all of that's because of the, the green uh, initiative. Mm -hmm. um, there will be a total change in social makeup. And I mean by that is the, the family structure or relationships uh, and how that's how this whole thing is structured now is going to absolutely be twisted and turned totally upside down and be something we've never even conceived. Mm -hmm. So I look for that to happen. Uh, I don't think that's a good thing. I, I also don't think it's a good thing. I can't get a cheeseburger. Okay. But you know, uh, maybe I can deal with that. Um, I'll, I'll miss McDonald's. I'll tell you. I will miss. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and also I think that unfortunately, when, you know, it was, it was sad, but when the Nazis were in charge, or when they were doing their ex, uh, extermination and, and uh, experimentation on the humans. They also had a belief that if you were not um, important to society or you couldn't contribute, you should be eliminated. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're going to see that. You think cancel culture, this is nothing compared to what the real cancel culture is going to be. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie or the TV series, The Man in the High Castle. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you notice how they would, you know, the little boy, you know, he gets some kind of disease and he can't walk. So, boom, he has to be eliminated. You know, the, the elderly, they got to go. Okay. Um, that mentality is actually part of today's beginning cancel culture. Mm -hmm. Cancel culture says if you're not doing it, way we think it should be done you should be canceled you should be got rid of you're you're a, you're a burden on society well unfortunately that mentality will accelerate um while everything else is accelerating okay right. i'll be happening at the same time and uh so there when i say the breakdown of social norms i mean it, it will not be the world we're living in today compassion forgiveness AI is calling the shots. The computer has no emotion. The, the beast gets a, um, he gets an image made to him that can speak and make decisions on who lives and who dies. Revelation 13. Okay. Well, when you read that, when you read that, well, how can this image speak and tell people who lives or dies? Because he's probably, this image is probably an AI with the, and, and we are going to, us humans are going to trust AI more than we trust ourselves. Whatever AI says is good for us is what we should do. Matter of fact, I'll give you an example. Sure. If you, if people are wondering, like, oh, I wonder what I should do. I got a situation right now. I wonder what I should do. I think I'll, I think I'll ask Google. We don't ask God. We ask Google because Google knows better than God. Right. Well, I'm not even sure there is a God, but I know there's a Google and I know Google has got all the answers and can within moment. Tell me the answer. If I don't know how to put something together, I just go to YouTube and I ask for a video to show me how to do it. Right. Right. So right. right. We, we're, we will literally come. We are going to evolve to where every decision we make is made for us through A.I. So we don't think for ourselves no more, nor do we need to ask anyone else. This is going to reshape our culture and our way of thinking. Uh, so there's some good things about this that I can find out stuff. But 
I'm not going to put my entire soul on the balance here, mm-hmm. but people will, they will, and they will think it's the right thing to do. And if you don't do that, there's something wrong with you, you know? Mm-hmm. So critical thinking will go out the window um, and AI will be managing us. They will literally manage us. Mm-hmm. And we'll surrender. We'll get our will to it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Because right now, I think they they are preparing us with this AI stuff. You know, little by little, you see, you know, Disney with their shows and all this, and you're seeing more and more of this technology. So that by the time it fully comes out, it's just like a normal thing. It's just a, it, you 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 don't even give it a second thought. Exactly. Yeah. So there, we're getting we're 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 being there's a social experiment going on. We're being reconditioned. Mm-hmm. And um, that reconditioning is is changing how we think and how we approach situations. We don't approach them the same way. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't value the elderly population's wisdom and history. We don't listen to it. Okay, uh, we we feel like that that's that's an old era. They don't really know what's best for me, and mm-hmm. and so where cultures for thousands of years paid so much respect and wisdom to the elderly and what the, what the elders told them, what the tribal leaders told them. Right. Right. Uh, where That's gone. That's, that's completely going to be gone. So the social norms are going to take on a total different look. And I'm not saying that's for the good. I, I have a bad feeling. I'm not saying that everything is bad about it, but I'm uh-huh. just saying that overall we're being driven toward trusting the beast okay little by little we're surrendering our will to the to the system mm-hmm. we're like frogs boiling in water right yeah. right so when um christ does come back and like you say very triumphantly to battle the beast yep will there be i mean because that because rapture is going to happen right right we, right Rapture, rapture is the end song. So, what happens during that time then? Yeah. Okay. So, Christ sets up His kingdom a thousand years, and it says in the Bible that those nations that follow Christ, or those who the peoples who follow Christ, will send representatives every year to Jerusalem to keep the Feast of Tabernacles and to worship the King. And those nations who do this will be blessed with rain and prosperity. And those who rebel and don't, they'll get no rain. So that tells me that there's people on the earth, even with Christ here, mm-hmm. who still won't go follow him, okay? Yeah. Because God doesn't do away with your self-will. He's still going to let you, even with their champion dead, the, the Antichrist, even with him defeated, there's still going to be a remnant who say, no, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like this Jesus thing. I don't like this whole thing. Uh, we had a good thing going here. You know, I'm not into it. So there's going to be some resistance, but Christ, just like Lucifer, be honest with you. The Bible tells us that Satan is the God of this world right now. Okay. He really is. He's the God of this world. He's been given authority, but when Christ comes, Christ will be the, the King of this world for a thousand years. That means it's going to be a different, total different society. It, it's totally a change again. And, um, but there will be those who will resist that. 
okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, then after the thousand years is over, it says then the devil is let loose for a little season, like a, a, a uh, an insurgency, and then he is completely annihilated in the final battle called Armageddon, which is actually after the millennial reign. You hear people talk about it as if it's going to happen now, but it really does. It happens after, according okay. to Revelation. So that's when the Satan is and his his powers and demons are completely annihilated, and that is the end. And then God makes a new heaven and a new earth with those who have followed Christ and the, you know, everyone who was raptured already and everyone else, and it's a whole new world. And I don't think we're really going to have to worry about, when we get to that point, I don't know what that world's going to be like. Uh, I just think that the the controversy gets taken away. I think that, you know, the the temptation and the, and the frustration and all of it goes away. It's a paradise forever. I think we're back to the Garden of Eden mentality. It's going to last forever. So... But uh, there's some things that's coming, you know. And I, again, we don't fear it. We don't know exactly the exact timeline. But boy, it's it's really uh, impressive. It's very um, interesting to watch how it's developing. How you can see see the the prophecies fulfilling themselves right before your eyes, almost on a daily basis now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, it just it gives me confidence and faith that. This is wow. That book is really real, man. Every historical point and every uh, prophecy is happening. There's no other book on the world like that. There's nothing right. even close right. to that. So, right. I think I'm going to write it out and make sure I'm on the right side. I think we. I think I will too. That's a great. It's a great decision. If I'm, still, if I'm still alive at that point, but yeah, you know, I'm still I, alive. It's yeah, always good yeah. to be on. It's always going to be on the side of light, you know, and not be on that's that dark right. side. Stay in the light. That's right. Stay in the light. That's all you got to do. Stay in the light. Stay in the light. Just stay in that light. That's right. Um, Reverend, Pastor, it has been wonderful. Thank you so much. It was an honor to be on the show. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed talking with you. And uh, what's coming up for you? You you, you got this book that you, that you've written? Yeah, my or book's coming out. Writing? Yeah, okay. yeah, my book's coming out. Um, I hope it'll be out by early spring let's hope let's hope maybe february march at the latest um it better hurry or world war three is going to happen before i get it out there um it's um because it's really a a book to really warn people or to help show people the events that are going on right now what i do is i talk about the event in the bible but i also give you all the what's happening right now so the book keeps getting written because things are happening but right it, it will put it all in perspective for folks. It'll be right now, a right now book that, and then current world events with the, with a vision for what the future looks like, you know? So the book's coming out. Um, and uh, I just, you know, I'm doing television shows out there and interviews and uh, doing my own shows and, and staying pretty busy traveling speaking and, 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 you know, but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying life. Um, and uh, I'm just, I'm here for the ride really. Fantastic. And where can people find you, sir? They go to my website at paulbegleyprophecy.com. Okay, www.paulbegleyprophecy.com. You can find out all my books and DVDs and music music I sing and stuff. And just also watch me almost every day. Just go to my YouTube channel. Okay, Paul Begley. You'll find me. And I've got, you know, what I don't know, 15,000 videos out there or something like that. So they can watch. I usually do one to four videos every day. Mm-hmm. 
with current events, things that are happening, you know. So, yeah, you can check it out, my YouTube channel. Sounds good. All right, Paul, and maybe if you get your but you know, if your book gets released, we'll get you back on here. Okay, sure Let's will. Okay. All right, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You have a good okay. evening. This good, evening. Good. Bye bye. Bye. All right. Well, like he says, it's better to be on the light and then the light in the dark. And that's where I intend to be. So hopefully some of you guys do too. Tomorrow's show, shifting gears again. We've been shifting gears all over the place this weekend. Let me sit up. I keep sinking. Pretty soon I'm going to be like under the table doing this stuff. Tomorrow, Geraldine Orozco is going to be with us. Geraldine has a unique story in that she has been involved in the, in the alien hybridization program for all her whole life. And according to her, now I'm just saying, according to her, remember the show's for entertainment, she has given birth to 24 hybrids that the aliens have taken away from her and raised aboard ship. But she works with other people that have been abducted by aliens and, and, and had the same things happen. So, so she helps to get them through this because, you know, of course it would be very traumatizing to people. So she's going to be with us tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Um, she's also a medium who works out of San Francisco and does healing and stuff, excuse me, for people. But, uh, yeah, so she'll be here tomorrow at 6.30. Now, if you're watching from Facebook and you like this show, because it's, it's something we don't usually do is by, you know, Bible prophecy, but I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, please hit that like button and hit that follow button. If you're watching from YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. And again, check out my Instagram page at ghostogal.com. Check out our TikTok page at California Haunts, all overcase, because we have some comedic stuff on there. It's a little hodgepodge of stuff. You know, it's not like this at all. Um, <laughs> even though I do, even though I do stupid things on here. But uh, yeah, so check those pages out. And if you need to get a hold of us for any reason, again, you, you can check us out at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. Yeah, or um, our regular webpage, which will be up in, in two weeks. We'll have our, our regular webpage for California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team back up. And that's going to be, that's a .org. Okay. Um, if you want to see a replay of this and you don't want to go to YouTube, feel free to either check us out on Facebook or go to the website itself. And it, it, it will be there posted tomorrow. Okay. Anyway, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We are equal opportunity here, California Haunts Radio. We just, you know, we're trying to get the word out. I got all my friends passing out business cards and all that. Got to market this this bad boy. And I want to thank everybody for coming tonight. And I want to thank all my, 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 my podcast fans out there. And uh, you guys have been really great. And uh, just keep it going because we're, we're booked up through almost the end of November. So we are getting more and more and more guests and more and more good, great, great people to talk to, like, like the pastor. All right. Anyway, uh, if you see that, uh, <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. You see that ticker at the bottom? Well, I haven't done that in a while, and that's because uh, I got to pay bills like everybody else, you know. And, and this is this is uh, this is what I do, and uh, so I have to pay internet bills and electric bills and everything like everybody else. And if you could find it in your heart to help me out, that'd be great at PayPal.me at California Haunts. Or if you're uncomfortable with PayPal, you can do that at Venmo and just type in California Haunts. And like I said, everything goes back in to support the show computer breaks I have my new computer you know it's for computer supplies mics everything to, to keep the show on the air so i really appreciate it uh, we're on our third year on this show i didn't think we'd, we'd make it this far because uh, because you know we, we've been going off donations for for uh, three years so i mean thank you and it's all because it's all because of you guys all right well i'm going to let you go and uh 
I want you guys to have a great evening and enjoy your evening. And I'll give you uh, past the pastor's website one more time so you can check it out. He's got a membership thing going on there, but he's got oh my gosh, he's got all kinds of information on there about the uh, about the apocalypse and his book, like he says about his books and everything else. So check it out, okay? So here we go. I'm gonna go ahead, go ahead and do that right now. And that's paulbegleyprophecy.org. And it's all lowercase. Okay. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great night.